Clark County Today is presented by Connell Real Estate. Hire an agent, get a team. Learn more by visiting ConnellRealEstate.com. Clark County Today is brought to you by Target Zero with the goal of eliminating traffic fatalities in Washington by 2030. Take the pledge today. Hey everyone, Chris Brown here with your ClarkCountyToday.com video update for Friday, February the 19th. Clark County ended the week reporting 37 new COVID-19 cases and six fatalities linked to the virus. That makes 252 cases since last Friday, as well as seven reported deaths. That case rate is the lowest since early October. Deaths were down from 10 last week and 20 the week before. Active cases did rise again slightly to 262. Hospitalizations, however, fell with 35 confirmed and one suspected case, making up just over 6% of total bed space. Just 59% of licensed ICU beds were occupied today, down from 19% on thir- uh, down 19% from Thursday. Well, the county also provided an update today on the no-barrier COVID testing site at Tower Mall. Since it opened on January 12th, a total of 4,648 people have been tested. Out of those, 11.5% tested positive, slightly above the current countywide rate of 8%. That's likely because most people using the free testing site either have symptoms or have recently been exposed to a known case. The no-barrier testing site is open from 9 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. You can find out how to pre-register by clicking the full story at ClarkCountyToday.com. Well, it hasn't been without its share of frustration, but the vaccine rollout in Washington State is gaining steam. On Thursday evening, officials with Washington's Department of Health held an online webinar to answer community questions. Over 800 people submitted a question in advance for the hour-long session. Sheehan Allen, COVID-19 vaccine director for the state, said one recent adjustment has been made to help people without reliable internet access or online skills to make appointments at the state's mass vaccination clinics. One thing that we've um, implemented in the last couple of weeks is reserving a portion of the appointments for, like, say, the mass vaccine. Um, mass vaccination sites um, to be filled by um, phone in only. Before it was all done um, online. And we know that that is, um, that is not allowing for equitable um, access. On questions of equity, Washington Secretary of Health Dr. Umer Shah said the goal is first to make the vaccines available to as many people as possible and then work with local providers and trusted community members to reach out to minority communities. So I can say, hey, take, you know, eat an apple a day. <laughs> there be a lot of people like, yeah, that Dr. Shah saying eat an apple, I'm not going to eat an apple a day. But if someone of a community says that's trusted, a faith leader who says eat an apple a day, or in this case, take a vaccine that is going to help protect you against this horrible disease, we know that is going to make a difference. Well, bad weather across much of the country delayed vaccine shipments this week. Clark County received just under 3,000 first doses and 8,275 second doses. The fairgrounds vaccination site will be closed tomorrow due to a lack of available doses. Well, this afternoon, Washington Governor Jay Inslee signed into law House Bill 1368, which allocates $2.2 billion in federal relief funding for a number of areas around the state. This process of getting to a post-pandemic era has just begun, and we intend to come out of this pandemic stronger in part because of this legislation. This legislation continues much of the work that I and others have started in the months past. In December... I asked the legislature to act early on COVID relief legislation. 
which they have done with this bill. That education funding will go to districts that put together an approved plan to have students back in classrooms before the end of the school year. The legislature is still working on a final biennial budget plan that is likely to include more relief funding. And additional dollars for states may be included in a plan being considered by Congress, which is expected to pass sometime next month. Speaking of back-to-school, Evergreen Public Schools announced this week it will welcome high school students back into classrooms starting March 1st. That'll kick off with ninth-grade cohorts arriving March 1st and 2nd, depending on the group that you're in. The rest of the high school grade levels could start returning to classrooms once case levels of COVID-19 reach 200 per 100,000 people or less, which appears likely to happen next week. Similar to elementary and middle school hybrid plans, students will be divided into two groups, with one attending classes Mondays and Tuesdays, the other Thursdays and Fridays, with Wednesdays set aside for distance learning. Families also have the option to have their students remain in full-time remote learning. Evergreen began in-person learning for small groups of kindergartners last September with elementary grade level starting in January and middle schoolers this week. Well, Taz Roberts passed away in November, but it is the way that the Richfield man lived his life that has led to so many in the high school football community wanting to honor him this season. The coaches throughout the region came to his house last year several times just to talk football and life lessons. Here's Paul Valencia with more on this moving story. Hey, we're at Ridgefield High School and we're going to celebrate the life of Taz Roberts. His son is playing this year and the whole football community is celebrating Taz Roberts, a man who loved football, loved how the game taught life lessons, and a lot of teams will be using the Taz 40 decal on their helmets this season. This is, this is super awesome, first of all. Uh, obviously, you can tell he meant a lot to a lot of people, and he was super invested in this program and in all of the programs in Southwest Washington. And I think this kind of, especially going out to the teams in our area, just kind of commemorates, I guess, his, his kind of motivation and his kind of determination to make our group and our, our Southwest Washington district um, such a strong one in the state. And uh, yeah, this is super awesome. This is sweet. I'm glad that it's going out. and. Uh, I think he would have really liked this, and I'm glad people are finally kind of recognizing him and, and kind of remembering him in such a cool way like this, because uh, he was a coach and a father figure to a lot of kids, and so this is really cool, so thank you. For more on Taz Roberts, he's Paul's moving story at ClarkCountyToday.com, and those decals, they'll be in use Saturday when Ridgefield opens its high school football season. In fact, nine Clark County teams are playing Saturday. Here's Paul again with a preview. As I say every fall, God, I love football. Okay, now I'm saying it in the winter, but at least I'm saying it before a football season. Football is back. The big schools in Clark County will start next week. The small schools, though, they get going Saturday with games throughout the region. Hawkinson and LeCenter hope to defend their league championships. The other programs hope to knock off the top teams. There will be no playoffs this year, Right now, five games are on the schedule for the Class 2A and 1A teams in the region. And players and coaches are thrilled with the opportunity. This week, I talked to coaches from nine Clark County programs. For the full story, go to ClarkCountyToday.com. Nope, this was not produced as a traditional football preview. Nothing traditional about high school football in February. But as Washugo coach David Hajek said, the coaches are just trying to give the players some normalcy in the middle of abnormal times. 
All right. Thanks so much, Paul. Great stuff as always. Well, our friends with the Washington Traffic Safety Commission and the Target Zero program want to remind everyone to slow down in those school zones as more and more students return to classes. Every life saved is a victory, and the goal is together we can get there. Being in elementary school, we have the youngest kids from five years old to 12 year olds, and we just need the community to slow down in front of schools, whether there's lights flashing or not, because kids are here all the time, whether at the little parks behind us, they just need to slow down and pay attention. It can take you quite a bit longer than people would expect to come to a complete stop. Kids are unpredictable, right? They're gonna run out and dart when they see their parents or when they get really excited about something. If they don't wanna go to school, we had a couple criers on their way in this morning and they don't wanna go, so they're gonna run off really quick. Now people seem to be in a rush a lot, but when you're in a hurry, a life isn't worth it. That you end up hitting and killing a child, that stands with you for the rest of your life. A few more minutes gives us lives back. I want to see all these kids go home at the end of the day. I don't want to have to have those parents get that phone call that something happened to their child or goodness that they were there to see it happen. It's really important because school zones, they're zones for a reason. And those are the stories we've got for you on this Friday. You can share your thoughts with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we encourage you to like and subscribe to be among the first to see when a new story gets posted. And if you like what we're doing, well, we never ask for a subscription, but there is a way you can help share us with your friends and family. Simple as that. If you have a news tip or story suggestion, you can email us, news at clarkcountytoday.com. From all of us, I'm Chris Brown. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you next week.